Relationships are some of the hardest and most difficult, challenging things we have to deal with in life. And our next guest has been on our podcast here already, Marisa Ferreira. And she's going to talk further about relationships and creating boundaries and being kind while you're doing it. She has a wealth of knowledge from her own experience, and she is a professional in relationships. We are so honored to have Marisa Ferreira. Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me for over 40 years. I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. Hey, I'm back with Marisa Ferreira. Hey, Marisa. Hello, hello. Yay. Okay, and I've got to tell the listeners, this is her second recording with me. So you'll get more details um, when you go back, listen to her first episode. And she talks about her big realizations, um, learning that she indeed had a very dysfunctional family. And then it wasn't until her college class that she realized that her childhood was pretty rough, pretty bad. And Marisa, I'm so grateful that you're here today because one of the things that you had said in the last episode was really quite remarkable. And listeners, you've got to go back and listen because she, um, she was very intuitive, um, really paid attention to her inner voice, um, her higher self, however you want to call it. And that guide that, that helped her to know, Hey, your life is going in a pretty sad direction and let's, let's change. Let's make a shift, which carried her over the years, you know, all this healing that she did where she got to this point, this beautiful, beautiful point of forgiving her father, who was the abuser, the main abuser in her home. And Marisa, it was so lovely in that, that other episode and how you described that. And you said that you knew that you didn't want to, um, you didn't want to spell out to your dad what he had done. And I, I, I want to point out that so many people that have experienced abuse, I'll say namely childhood abuse, it seems that the, that they desire so badly for the validation of the person that hurt them. Mm-hmm. They, they, I've seen post and comment after comment on social media they just, they cannot let go of needing that. Mm-hmm. And they're upset that the person has died and never got a sorry from that person. And it is, I have to tell the listeners, you cannot control it. Exactly. It's, 
You cannot control it. It is completely out of your hands. And for you, Marisa, you said that your, your father, you knew that you, you couldn't tell him. You, you did not want to tell him um, what it was that he had done. And you also forgave him without telling him, I forgive you. I want to talk about that. Sure, sure. First of all, I, I want to acknowledge it's, 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 it's very true. It's very hard because I went through that too. There was a time when I thought to myself, I wanted to really, you know, confront him. And, and I'm grateful there was never any sexual abuse. because I'm, I'm sure that is even more traumatic than, than, you know, for me, it was a lot of physical and emotional abuse. Um, so, but I, and, and I knew for a while, I thought I'm going to confront him and I'm just going to tell him, you know, how he screwed up my life and how, how much pain he caused and all this, right. that and the other thing. Right. But that was before I did the healing work when I was still in that anger of, you know, recognizing really what had gone on. But through the healing work, I realized it wasn't so much that I didn't, didn't want to tell him or that I couldn't tell him. It was more of an intuitive feeling that if I were to tell him, if I were to just, you know, sit him down and say, you know, dad, I want to, have a conversation with you and do you realize that you did x y and z and 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 it affected me in all these ways and it's taken me years of you know therapy and counseling and a lot of you know work and and, and money to to heal from all of this i just knew intuitively telling him all of that would not support him or me because he i know my dad's he was he was a very proud man and even if he felt sorry which I believe he did because I could sense it in other ways, again, just intuitive, mm -hmm. you know, I could feel it, but for him to actually come out and say it, he would not be able to. So it, I knew that if I needed that from him, then I would be a victim forever and I would have forever. no power forever. Like I would, he would hold power over me right. forever. And I thought, I don't want to live like that. So I learned how to self-validate and that's what I teach my clients. I help them heal to a level where they don't need it. They think they do because trust me, they all start the same way. How can you ever, you know, how do you let go and how do you forget and how do you forgive this, that, and the other thing, but there are ways and, and it's very possible. It's just, there has to be a will. The willingness has to be there first, even if you don't know how that's okay there's lots of ways to do it. There's lots of healers out there that can support you. But the, the key is to be willing and to let go of the need for the validation from somebody else or for somebody else to say, I'm sorry. Now, it's possible that in some cases you might get that. It, it, it's not like a, everybody's different. Every situation is different. And so it's, I'm, I'm not here to say that you're never going to get that validation. What I'm saying is Please don't depend on it for your own inner peace, joy, and happiness, because then you're at the mercy of somebody else. Like you said, beyond your control, you have no control. The only control we have is with ourselves. Right. And that's where the power is, is, is within ourselves. And so, and, 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 and one of the, you know, I'll, I'll just give even one simple tip in a way, if you want to call it a tip, I don't know, strategy, I suppose that can help is to do your best to change the story around what happened. Because the reason we feel the way we do from our trauma is because of the stories we've been carrying over the years about what happened to us and what it all meant, 
right? For me, it meant I, you know, I was stupid. I was not good enough. I would, I couldn't do anything right. Like all these messages, right? It all meant that it meant my dad didn't, didn't care enough to whatever. Um, but when you can change the story around it, it changes your feelings around it. And the story that I changed around my dad, because we make up a lot of it too, right? I could say he didn't, he didn't care, but he did care. He cared deeply. He just didn't have a clue how to raise three little kids in his early twenties that are under the age of five, three, three little girls and wanting them to grow up to be, you know, good girls, right. In, in, in a society that he wasn't familiar with coming from, you know, Italy. So it was fear. Fear is what guided his actions, right. Mm-hmm. Which we all know fear doesn't really lead us to great places. And so when I changed the story to, he really did the best that he could with what he knew, with the tools mm-hmm. that he had, with his own level of understanding, his own lack of understanding, you know, whatever it was. And I changed it to, he loved me so much that he was so strict to make sure that I ended up on a path that was going to lead me to a good place, not to, you know, drugs or alcohol or whatever. Cause that's what he saw around him with young girls. Right. So it's like his da- daughters aren't, you know, and don't, don't get pregnant. I remember one thing my dad used to say when we were younger, it's like, don't ever get pregnant because don't even bother coming home. So I was like terrified of even oh. going near. I was afraid of going near any guys. I'm like, you know, it's like I, I looked down. If anybody was interested, I made sure I didn't give any vibes. Right? It's like, don't go near, you know. So changing the story makes a big difference. But the main thing is to really do the work for yourself not for the other person. And if the person has passed on, you can still do the healing work and you can still do the forgiveness work because you can do it on an energetic level. It's all energy anyways. Because I didn't say to my father face to face, I forgive you dad for the pain that you caused me and my mom and my sisters over the years. I forgive you. I didn't say it verbally to him, but I said it many times in my prayers and meditations and communicated to him, to his higher self. So he got it and someone that's passed on, they're going to get it. It's never too late. And Marisa, what you're saying is really empowering because when you think of a perpetrator and abuser, it's, it's so natural, I think for victims to attach so much to what happened. Mm-hmm. And that, that becomes the focus. And so what you're saying is really quite liberating and empowering your, your role because you're totally detaching yourself from not only the story, because you can change the story, but also from the perpetrator. You are turning all of that experience, all the power that they had when they hurt you on them. Mm -hmm. You're just turning it over to them because you're not going to, if you refuse to attach yourself to, to it, Mm -hmm. the only person that it can be attached to is the other individual that hurt you. And um, that that's a really liberating concept because we get so attached to the story. What Mm -hmm. happened? Mm -hmm. And you know, he did this. And I was this age and it happened this many years. And yes. to the listeners, I want to tell you, I'm, I acknowledge the pain. 
I've had pain too. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely acknowledge it. And I'm not making light of it at all. I just want our listeners to really pay attention to how often you think about the story. Mm-hmm. Do you allow it to infiltrate happy moments, mm-hmm. your personal growth, applying for a, a better position at work? Do you do, you know, are those stories of your self-worth and what that bad person said to you in the past, are you letting that continue to run your life and dictate your success and happiness? Mm -hmm. That's so true because the thing is when we need the validation or the other person to apologize, if, like you said, if they've passed on, that's impossible. But even if they haven't, it doesn't mean they're capable of or that they ever will. So they kind of, you're kind of letting them hold you hostage yeah. and in control. And, and every time we rehash the old story of the pain and the suffering, we relive that pain and suffering over and over and over and over again. I remember when I used mm-hmm. to talk about what happened, I would just burst into tears. I would be like, traumatized all over again like it just it just over and over and 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 I knew that the healing had come a long way when I could share my story without pretending it didn't hurt without trying to hold back the tears and not let them come but when there weren't any tears anymore that's when I knew the healing was complete on that level when I could actually Mm. talk about it without feeling the pain anymore but that took a while because I, you know, you, you go through healing in cycles, you know, it's not all in one shot, right? Right. It's different layers. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, different layers that match up with our, our entire human experience. Exactly. When you're right. ready for the next layer to be shown to you, then it comes up. But that's when we have the opportunity to heal again. And and, but not everybody takes those opportunities. Right. I believe we all know, I, we all, we're all intuitive. We all know. Right. And, and a lot of times we're afraid to look there. It's like, no, no, I'm too, I can't let that happen. I'm too busy. Cause I remember when another layer showed up, I don't remember exactly when, but I was, uh, was afraid of going deeper because I had a job, I had responsibilities and I'm like, well, what if I can't function? I think, you know, I may have mentioned that in the previous talk we had, but I was afraid that I might not be able to function if, if the, you know, the floodgates of my pain opened up deeper and I, and I couldn't deal with it, then what? I can't work. I can't pay my bills. Like, but, it, but we, we, ex- we think of the worst possible scenarios, right? We do. We the, do. the key is to just don't do it on your own because it's too hard and, and you can't see everything on, on your own. Get, get some help from somebody that you trust that, that can help you see what you don't see and that can lovingly support you and hold your hand along the process so you don't fall into the pit and, and you're there and nobody knows it. Yeah, you bring up a really great point. Um, so often, you know, I'll, I'll hear of people that have a dark past you know, someone, someone hurt them and they've never, ever opened them, their mouths and shared it with anyone. Mm-hmm. And if you, as a listener, are one of those individuals, it's time. Find mm-hmm. a, a, someone that you trust, someone that um, loves you no matter what. And if you don't want to tell anyone that you know, then find a professional 
-hmm. go to your your pastor your bishop someone that that um has stewardship over you and loves you Mm -hmm. unconditionally um because it's so easy to feel alone and to feel that you're the only one Mm -hmm. and it's a lie it's a lie Mm -hmm. You're, there's a lot of us hurting. I mean, this this podcast, every single episode is someone that has a really sad story. Um, and they they all sought help. They all sought help. Um, and you have you do you have to you have to. And um, I'd love to know, Marisa, as far as your helping people heal in relationships. Um, that is your area of area of focus i'd like to know um what you believe you offer um which is the most successful thing that that you is is unique to you and what you offer that's a great question i mean i think that what's most unique to me is obviously my own experiences and my own journey that i can support people with because i've been through it it's not something i learned in a book or some technique that i picked up you know on the internet on youtube or something that you know try this with your client it might work um it i'm you know it's something that has worked for me and other people that i've worked with and and i think for me too, my goal, my intention is to help people to really connect to that inner voice that we all have, but to be able to hear it, to quiet down the louder voices so that they're able to listen to that voice that can support them and guide them through the process. Because I never tell people what to do because I don't believe it's my job to tell people what to do. I can yes. guide, I, I coach and mentor. Um, I give options. I give you know, ideas, you know, to try things, see if it works, how does it feel? Or even just even when I say something, I'll say, how does that feel to you when I say those words, when I suggest that? Do you, Mm -hmm. you know, do you, how do you feel? Like, so I want them to connect to, yeah, that feels like something that would really work for me. Or even if they feel fear, we look at what's the fear, because just because you feel fear at something I might suggest you try, you know, with a family member in terms of how to communicate or open up a conversation doesn't mean you don't do it because it doesn't mean that it's not the right thing for you. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it's about really making decisions from an inner place of peace. And then the inner knowingness, not like, no, I can't do that because all hell will break loose if I tried that, you know, and then we'll look at, okay, well, what do you think would happen if you did that? And let's, let's go deeper into that. So how can you, you know, how can you deal with it if, if somebody reacts to you this way? Because that's one of the biggest challenges and fears that people have when it comes to standing in their power, because we create a dynamic with our family right from childhood, right? It's like a dance. Everyone has their roles. And, you know, that's part of the work I do, too, is, is uncovering what are all the different roles the different family members played and why and how did you get into those roles. And then when you start to change your role, it doesn't always come out very well with other family members, even even adult siblings. Right. Um, because they're used to you showing up a certain way. Right. Show up I can relate. <laughs> right. Like it just kind of upsets the apple cart. And so that's why you have, it's important to be really grounded in, in a healed place before you move into that. So we never start with the boundaries. Everyone wants the boundaries. And I'm like, yeah, but if I just help you create boundaries based on what you want and what you need and, and what you deserve, mm-hmm. 
And I say, okay, I'm going to help you create all of that. Now let's, let's implement them. I'm telling you, it's not going to go over so well because the first time you, you know, try to stand in your boundary or communicate a boundary, you know, stuff's going to come flying at you. And you, if you haven't done some of that inner work, you're right. going to get thrown off your center. You're going to go back into that inner child wounded place and react from that place. You won't have the strength to actually stand in your boundary and in your power. You might you know have to what do they are, right? You know what they are. You know what they want. You want them to be, but to be able to actually stand in that place from a loving place, because, you know, that's the other thing. Some people go, you know, with the pendulum, like they've been the doormat for so long and now it's like, no one's going to walk all over me again. All right. So they go to the other side and they're like, you know, pushing people away. So it's like, how do you find that centered place where you can see what's going on, know what's acceptable to you and what isn't and communicate from your heart and, and, and know what the consequences are going to be if people challenge it. Right. You need to be ready to do that. If you go right. to a family, family function, for example, and people you're used, you know, people or other family members criticize you or judge you or don't treat you in, in a way that you feel good. For you, when you're in a place where you can say to them, you know what, I don't appreciate how you're speaking to me. And unless you're willing to shift and, and speak to me in a more loving way, I'm going to leave and be prepared to walk away from Christmas dinner. Right. Thanksgiving. Like that's what I wanted to say. Right. You don't say something like that unless you're, but not from an angry place, not from that's it. I'm out of here. I told you not that that's not acceptable. I'm I'm gone. No, not from that place. It's from you're honoring yourself and you're, you're giving them the opportunity. You're saying, look, I know that up till now I I've allowed you to speak to me like that and it doesn't feel good. And I don't deserve that. So I'm not going to allow it anymore. But you, that's, you know, you can say that lovingly, but you can't say it lovingly if you've still got a lot of that woundedness and pain because it's too hard. <laughs> I've tried it. You just fall apart <laughs> and you get oh, thrown I think we all have, I think we all have, yeah, I, you bring up another really great point. And I, the word that keeps coming to mind is prepared. Yes. You work on yourself yes. so that you, you know, well, I really am a, a very strong believer in knowing who you are, having, being grounded in your identity mm-hmm. and purpose. Mm-hmm. And once you know, then you're so comfortable with mm-hmm. you. And then you can spell out the boundaries and what's okay, what's not okay, and how much you're going to tolerate. And, exactly. you know, I can only go to this limit and that's it. And then it's so important to have a plan. Yes, you, you need to know in, in advance before no you communicate advance. a boundary, what's going to be the, the consequence if that boundary is crossed. What you, and you decide that, not them, not the other people. You decide, right, whether you're going to leave. And sometimes, I know people don't like to hear this, but it, you know, I'm going to say it anyways. Yeah. You know, sometimes we need to take either a temporary or permanent break from a family member. I think that's and, and, great. And we have, people have a hard time with that because there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of shame. It's like, you can't, like, you just can't abandon. They think they're abandoning their family. It's like, no, you're taking a stand. You're not saying I want nothing to do with you forever. You always keep your door open mm-hmm. with the clear boundary. It's like, you know, I've, I've, you can say to them, you know, I've mentioned to you many times that th- this isn't okay anymore for me. And if you're not, if you're not willing to, you know, be different with me in a way that 
honors me and honors you, then I don't want any communication with you. And when you're ready, I'm always here. I, I want to have a relationship with you. I love you, right? It's still coming from love. Because you, you can still love somebody who's not treating you well if you, again, separate how they're treating you from who they really are. Because if they're not mm. treating you in a loving way, it's because they've got their own pain and unhealed wounds going on that's just stirring all up in there and they're just spewing it onto you. So when you can see people for who they are, like I could see the innocence of my father, for example, mm. through mm -hmm. all the, you know, monster image that I had of him as a child, but I could see the little pussycat under there that just wanted to be loved like the rest of us. Yeah, right? you had so mentioned when, that another time. Yeah, so when you can see that in another person, even though they're treating you badly, it doesn't mean you allow them to treat you badly, but you can see past that in terms of that's not who they really are. That's how they're acting because of their own pain and unhealed wounds, as I said, but that's not who they are. I really believe we are all innocent on the inside. It's just depending oh, on your too. level of woundedness, how we are in the world and with each other. Yeah, I do too. And, and even though you're going to see someone past all their ugly, mm -hmm. um, I mean, if hopefully we can get to that point that we can do that, mm -hmm. um, because then that allows the love to flow in us. Mm -hmm. Then once we can do that, then it's totally okay to have a temporary separation. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an opportunity for them to step up mm -hmm. and they can take it or not. And it's not our responsibility to fix them. No, to wait, to wait and let them, you know, be in the midst of their continued abuse. Mm -hmm. um, tar, you know, being, we being the target of mm -hmm. all of their issues. Mm -hmm. uh, no, we, we don't have to. So thank you. Thank you for clearing mm -hmm. that up. And you're right. It is a hard thing for people to, to just come to terms with that, you know, I can, I can part ways temporarily. Just remember nothing's permanent. Exactly. Be temporary. Um, and, and it's okay to have a little bit of division. Mm -hmm. And while you're separated, you can still always send loving energy to that family member, to their higher self. You can communicate with them and say, you know, I'm here whenever you're ready, we can reestablish yeah. a new relationship together. Because when that you're not so there anymore, like, especially if you're the target, if you're the one that is the, the target of the abuse, like sometimes in a family, it's one person that gets it all the time, right? From everybody. But when you remove yourself, they got to find another way to deal with their stuff because you're not there anymore. You're right. So you're actually giving them an opportunity, whether they like it or not, they have to find another way to deal with stuff because they can't deal with it by throwing it at you anymore because you're not there. Oh my goodness. That brings me up to another point, except we're, we're it's about time to, to close up this episode, but it, it just brings to mind that if people are not going to take care of their own personal issues, either you're the target or someone else is going to be. Mm -hmm. So it's all the more reason to walk away because mm -hmm. you'll just continue to be the target. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's, it is a very powerful thing when you think about if everybody could stand up for themselves mm -hmm. in love, then all the people that all of us who have issues, I'll include myself because, you know, mm -hmm. I still have relationship issues. 
then we'll all be forced to look at ourselves. If everyone else could, you know, create mm-hmm. those, those boundaries and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I do. Totally. It, it changes the whole dance, as I say, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, step, the dance steps, it's a different dance, but you get to decide, you decide what dance you want to dance. Don't yeah. let somebody else decide for you. I love that. That's perfect. Marisa, thank you so much for being here again. I've, I've loved this time with you. And I know that the listeners have gained a lot, especially the topic of forgiveness. That's, mm-hmm. that's tough. It's, mm-hmm. it's really tough. Um, what would be your final words to say um, to people that are struggling with forgiveness? What I'd like to say is that when we forgive people for, you know, what they've done that have caused us pain and suffering, it doesn't mean we're letting them off the hook or condoning their behavior or saying that it was okay. What we're saying is that we forgive them because we have a deeper understanding that it wasn't their real higher, again, innocent self that created those behaviors. It was their wounded self. And when you forgive somebody else, you free yourself because as long as we're not forgiving somebody, we continue to suffer. The suffering doesn't go away until you forgive because that's what, that's the true act of letting go. So it's really, it's freeing you. Forgiveness frees you from having to continually relive the trauma that you experienced over and over and over again, every time you think of that person, every time you come across somebody who even reminds you of that person, the pain just comes back. But once you've forgiven, that's not there anymore. That repeated cycle and pattern of pain and suffering, it's gone. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much. I love that. Thank you. Please tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you. They can go to my website at magnifyyourmagnificence.com. Magnifyyourmagnificence.com. Okay. It's going to be in the show notes, listeners. And Marisa does do virtual appointments. And um, my mentor told me that the rate of my success depends greatly on the health of my relationships. Mm -hmm. It impacts every area of our lives, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. Um, And so that's, that's your big thing. So I, I hope um, listeners take note um, of the things that were shared today. And if you feel inspired, reach out to Marisa and, Uh, let us know. Let me know if you did, because I want to know. I want to know how you transformed. And you can reach me at l at thesexymama.com. And that'll be in the show notes too. I'll just mention too, since you mentioned if people did want to reach out, if they'd like to just even have a complimentary discovery call with me, they can just go to talkwithmarisa.com and schedule that. Oh, perfect. Okay. I'll put that in the notes too. Awesome. Okay, everybody, we'll catch you next time. Okay, bye. There are some guests that I meet that really blow me away with their resilience. And our next guest is that person. You will be so inspired when you hear how far this beautiful woman has come. Stormy Rose King is our next guest. She was in the foster care system. And of course, has very sad stories, very sad experiences 
through those many years being a foster child. And to see her today, oh, I cannot wait for you to hear Stormy Rose King. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today. And, you know, my guests and I, we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today. And I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also, go to our website, thesexymama.com, where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you, for women only. It's called Triumph After Trauma, and I will catch you next time.